Hi, welcome to Pod Culture, a daily Northwestern podcast of all the biggest events in entertainment. We're your hosts. I'm Melissa Chapman. I'm Abigail Sutter. And I'm Isabel Sarah. For the first episode, we're recapping the best, the worst, and the wildest things that happens this summer in pop culture. Then we'll be discussing what we're looking forward to this fall and preview some of what we'll be talking about this quarter. Let's get into it. So, first category, movies. What was everyone's favorite summer movie this year and their least favorite? I've got to say my favorite summer movie, even though it was technically, like, towards the end of spring quarter, was Booksmart. I That's was such a good movie. floored by that movie. The actors, like, Beanie Feldstein, if you've seen Lady Bird, she was great in that, but her taking, like, a big role in a movie like this was just impressive. I think overall, like, the way that it was directed, the music choice for it, this, like, the aesthetic that the movie brought was like on point. It was everything that I love in a movie. Yeah, absolutely. That was just like such a fun movie. I'd argue it's like probably the best like classic teen comedy since maybe like Easy Yet. Didn't you say it was Aladdin or something like that? Oh, I don't, I don't know if I would count Aladdin as a summer movie because it came out like during spring quarter again. Yeah, that's fair. the thing. And I guess we can also talk about like at this point all the Disney live action remakes. Um, first of all, there was a lot of casting controversy that happened beforehand, like where they did brown face on some, some like background actors. And then I think recasted them. Um, and the fact that girl who played Jasmine, it was Indian and not Arabic. And it was like, I have to say, I do think like a highlight of the movie was Will Smith as the genie. Like he definitely brought, I think that he like brought his own flavor to the character and it was really great. Like people were going to compare him to, obviously they're going to compare him to Robin Williams, but I think he like made it his own. However, I think Jafar was the biggest disappointment in this entire movie. What did Jafar have? Um, Corny lines and really just bad delivery of everything. I feel like this movie was meant to add more depth to the characters that weren't given in the animated movie. That's the whole point of the live action remakes. And Jafar was like, and there was like no complexity to this character whatsoever. He's just like, these Disney remakes, they're like not going away. In the summer, there was also the Lion King movie, mm-hmm. which got horrible reviews. Did any of you see that? No, I didn't. I was <laughs> It was interesting though, because if you look at the cast, like I was super excited and I was like, oh, I'm definitely going to see that. <laughs> All I have to say is I support Billy Eichner and his Oscar hype because go cats. And <laughs> <laughs> that's about it. Oh, love Billy Eichner. Yeah, he's great. That's, I hear him as Timon is like a highlight of the movie. But, you know, I want to pay to see literally the animated Lion King, but like in 3D, but still technically animated, but then considered live action. Yeah, I think something that the Disney remakes um, really have to contend with is the line between being true to the old animated version and then, you know, if you're exactly like the old animation animated version, why are you making this new one? But like the first uh, live action Disney remake I saw in theaters was Cinderella, and I actually liked Oh, it's right. Cinderella is the best one, and yes. it goes downhill from there. Yeah, I it love that. It wasn't trying to like remake the original. It was just yeah. taking the basic fairy tale and putting a new spin on it. Yeah, and they and actually, the act, I mean, anything with Lily James in it. Yes, like, and, and also Richard Madden. And Richard Madden. Like that's a great combination. I mean, Disney Plus is launching the Lady and the Tramp live action movie. I, <laughs> <laughs> I saw the trailer. 
trailer for that. And I really was sitting there for about two minutes or however long it was, just wondering about why. I want to know how they managed to make Lady look like a five-year-old dog yes. and the tramp look like an old man. <laughs> you know, the classic animated versions are classics for a reason. I don't think you have to touch every single one. And I, you know, Disney, please make more animated content. But the next movie that I want to bring up, Far From Home came out this summer. What should I think? I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, what was your reaction when you heard about, like, they almost lost the rights because of the Sunday thing? My initial reactions were, at first I was like, oh no, because like, it was like right after Far From Home came out. I was like, what are we going to do next with Spider-Man? And then I realized Disney needs to, like, stop being this giant media conglomerate and, like, we need to stop, like, being sad for Disney for not owning another property on its like, Infinity Line. I'm, I'm happy he's staying, but, you know, I at the same it. time, I don't want to feed the Disney machine. Yeah, and I also, Disney was clearly the one who was too greedy. So, Abigail, what was your uh, favorite movie of the summer? I honestly didn't get to see too many, but I loved Rocket Man. So, what was your favorite? My favorite movie was The Farewell by Lulu Wang. Did you guys see that? No, I didn't. Was that? That's the one about like the grandmother? Yeah. So, I haven't seen that yet, but I plan on it. So the premise is basically um, this Chinese-American girl. She learns that her um, grandmother has cancer, and, she's, and the family basically stages a mock wedding to visit her without telling her that she has cancer because they want her to live out the remainder of her days with peace and Aquafina is in it. She's becoming like one of my favorite actresses. And it's just like a really great, like really emotional story. And then my least favorite is chapter two. Either of you see it? I, I been watching it. I don't like horror movies. I've just gotten into horror movies. It was one of those I didn't see because I also grew up in a creepy little town with a sewage system. Now that I don't live there, I'm more willing. <laughs> so I love horror movies and I liked It Chapter One. I thought it was really charming. I liked the child actors. It Chapter Two basically an excuse to throw uh, bad CGI on screen like over and over and over again and just have set piece after set piece and it really lost sight of the story and the atmosphere that made It Chapter One good. Um, Bill Hader was in it. Love Bill Hader. Um, so. So, and I was really happy to see him thriving. Really happy that he won an Emmy. Like, uh, but other than that, it was kind of a wash. So moving on, uh, TV. What were your guys' summer shows? Stranger Things. Yeah. I Stranger love Stranger Things. Things. Yeah. I just got into it this summer. I binge watched wow, it. Wow, really? I was really late. And as I was watching it, I was like, how am I this late? <laughs> I like the season I. I'd say it's like generally a step up from season two, which I thought was a little weak. Um, I think everyone though thought two two was weak, especially because of the whole like Eleven wasn't with the squad for the entire season, and it really like the thing about season three is that they retconned a lot from season two. They actually the writers listened to the audience. So remember in season two when Max and Elle first met, and they immediately were like rivals and they hated each other I'm for so absolutely no reason because it's the whole trope of like pitting girls against each other because girls can't well, be friends when there are guys involved. Yeah. So in season three, they completely retconned that, made them best friends. We don't even know how, but we don't care because like that whole scene of them 
shopping in the mall. That was amazing. I, I loved it, and I loved that like the guys were being mean to them, and the girls were like, "Fine, bye," and just yeah. did their own thing. Like I was I living her ass. I so I took your ass was amazing. Yeah. It was everything I wanted to see out of a young girl, and I was like, if kids are watching this, like if young girls see this, like I love that for them too. I think the coming out scene at the end was like one of the most wholesome scenes out of all of the seasons. Yeah. Like the way that Steve handled it and the way that it went down was like really great. Yeah, it was so genuine and real and just, you know, the fact that he didn't immediately hate her afterward. I think one of the downsides for me of season three was um there were some characters that I think were neglected and like weren't given a good enough subplot akin to like the Steve and um, Robin plot, which was like really great. Or like the Ellen Max plot. I think that Will literally spent the entire yeah. season touching the back of his neck, and I think that his performance season two was so good. It was like the highlight. I would argue he's yeah. he the best actor of like the young yeah, kids. 100%. Yeah, hundred percent. And all he did this season was be like, like I don't know about you guys, but I personally at this point don't really have any interest in Nancy. I was literally going to bring yeah. Max. Like, I was going to say their subplot was boring, and they're just like at this point they're they. Basically, almost only interact with each other. Also, hot take: I don't really want Hopper to come back. Like, really? Oh, that's wait. a hot take. Yeah. I really want Hopper. <laughs> I wanted to bring some. All right. And then the Emmy. Did you guys watch or no? I did actually. I watched The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel the weekend before we got here because I'm like, they're gonna sweep the Emmys and I haven't watched it yet, <laughs> and I'm Jewish and I feel like it's a sin that I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> so. I watched it thinking they're going to sweep the Emmys and I'm going to go cheer them on. And then they won like a couple awards, but Fleabag was the big winner, which okay. I was like, I was actually really impressed by because I love Lady Waller-Bridge. Yeah, have you watched Fleabag? Not yet. Amazing show. I was yeah. definitely like my favorite show of the year so far. Really? Uh, and I was really happy that she won. I was shocked she uh, she managed to beat um, noted, noted Northwestern alumni, Julia Louise Dreyfus. <laughs> I feel like someone in Northwestern's like alumni department was like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> they had the email like ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. I was a little disappointed that Julia Louise Dreyfus lost because I was kind of like, I like her and like, I enjoy watching people like make history and she would have won like the most acting Emmys in the world by that point. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And other than that, the show, it did have a host, um, which I think might end up becoming like a new thing because the Oscars also didn't have a host and presumably aren't going to in the future. Um, I thought it worked decently for them, and there were some good moments. I really liked uh, Michelle Williams' speech, where she was sort of like calling attention to like eight wage gaps. Yeah, no, I like I I didn't watch the Emmys, but I watched that speech, and even I was just like, I'm not an actress, I'm not even in the professional world yet, but it uplifted me and it gave me confidence to like, you know, advocate for myself, which I think is something that women in the professional world really don't always enter it knowing how to do. I think another very moving speech was um, Alice Borstein from The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. She talked about like how her grandma was a Holocaust survivor and it was like, very, very moving and emotional, and I loved it. Yeah. I also loved Billy Porter's speech. Oh, Just yeah. fashion icon. Like, I love Billy Porter. Yeah. He honestly doesn't even need to say anything. He <laughs> could just like walk on stage and it will instantly be iconic. But he did a great job. I loved him shouting out his husband. I thought that was really cute. And, and his wig was really historic, too. Yeah. So. 
was great. And uh, Jarrell Jerome from when, uh, when They See Us, I, I just loved his energy coming up, and I really loved him shouting out like the, the Central Park Five. Um, it, it really was such an like, emotional moment. Yeah. And so the, basically the big story of the night was Game of Thrones. It still won Best Drama, but it didn't do as well as expected. The other thing it won was, uh, was Best Supporting Actor for uh, Peter Dinklage, which he was always going to get. Like, he could have shut up for like three minutes in the season and he would have yeah. gotten it. He's won it several times. And I feel like at some point they need to acknowledge that like he's not the only good actor on the show and his character this season... He had a, a few touching moments, I'll give him that, but I feel like the writing on this season was like not good and didn't serve his character well enough. I feel like Nikolai Koster walled out. I think up until like halfway through season eight, we were really rooting for him. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I exactly. I think he definitely like if he was like nominated for like the second episode, I would have given it. Oh, to him. the second yeah. episode, like give uh, him and Gwendolyn Christie everything. Yes. You know what? I'm, I'm really proud of Gwendolyn Christie for nominating herself for yes. yeah. Emmy yes. and getting nominated. I think that Amelia Clark should should probably have been considered for Best Actress. Like seriously, like I I feel like although they really massively screwed up her character this season in some ways, at least in my opinion. I think the way she acted it was so great. And I think, and I'm definitely guilty of this, a lot of people have sort of like valued her as an actress. Like I did not think she was a good actress for the majority of the run, to be honest, but she really impressed me in season eight. And there's also his dark materials on HBO, oh, which I'm really excited You know, I'm really confused because they actually just finished filming season two. So, like, even yeah. before season one premiered, they made season two. And I think it's because Lynn Manuel Miranda owns the entire entertainment industry. Yeah. They're just so, expecting it to do yeah, that. One thing that is disappointing me about Lynn Manuel Miranda, I feel like he's become a bit of a Disney show at this point. A bit? Yeah. Did you see Mary Poppins? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know, a little disappointing from him, but... I also I wanted to get an EGOT eventually because yes. he deserves it, so like, uh, I'll, yeah, support I'll support it. I'll yes. support it. Yeah. Let's move on to the final category, which is a preview. So what are you guys looking forward to this fall and this winter? Um, what's a film you're excited for, TV show you're excited for, album you're excited for? Anything Rihanna will give me, I will yeah. take. So, you know, there's been hints here and there that she'll drop music by the end of this year. You know, whether or not that is happening or if it happens, I will be ecstatic and I will be thrilled. I think her, I mean, just everything she's been doing since she released music is so creatively interesting and just amazing. Like her her fashion show that she just did was so just inclusive and diverse and amazing. So I'm just I'm excited to see what music she'll put out after yeah. having this like period of not releasing and still being very successful. Yeah. So and it's apparently gonna be a reggae album too, which is like very supports Rihanna. Like she's another celebrity that has like a hundred percent approval right Oh yeah. I'm excited for Charlie's Angels. I know we've been talking about how we don't like remakes just for the sake of remakes, and now I'm excited for Charlie's Angels. But I think I mean, it's one of those movies where I have to admit I haven't seen the original, and I just, I like the idea of the movie, and I think a lot of people haven't seen the old one, or this will make them see the old one, or it'll make people a little younger than us see this one, and I just think it's a great, you know, plot line that, yeah, it can come up every so often. Yeah. I'm here for it. It's got a great cast. In the 70s, I think, like, 
Charlie Daniels sort of dismisses like this brainless kind of sexist show that was just about objectifying women. So it's really cool to see like a female director like take the rant and sort of try and make uh, and try and like update it. I think if you just make it, you know, empowering instead of disempowering, I think that it's, you know, just a very cool and important thing that you could do with yeah. older media. <laughs> yeah. I have to say though, my most anticipated movie for this winter will be Cats. Cats? <laughs> <laughs> okay. When the, when the Cats trailer came out, I think I may have watched it. 20 times. I'm not exaggerating. My favorite video is I've seen like shot by shot analyses of it and it really makes me laugh so <laughs> Well, there are some cats that look like they have clothes and then there are other cats who don't. And so I'm like, are these anthropomorphic cats or are they actual cats? Well, I think if they wanted to commit to an animated sort of cat body, they should not have kept the face. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Very the problem human. is that they were too human. They didn't look enough like cats to make it look like a normal thing. Yeah. Like, it's not like, oh my god, I just can't like look at the cats trailer and like come out feeling comfortable. Yeah. It makes me uncomfortable. It's going to be nightmare feel, but nightmare feel that I will watch on the opening <laughs> night. Um, it, it also has like maybe the wildest cats of any movie. Oh, yeah. Hydra's of a what are you doing? Right? Uh, Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift, yeah. Judy Dent, Jennifer Hudson. Uh, yeah, no, when, when Judy Dent, she yeah. was like, um, So yeah, so November 1st, Apple TV Plus is coming out, and then Disney Plus is coming out 11 days later, which is going to be wild. Um, so Apple TV Plus, it has Dickinson, which is like a comedy about Emily Dickinson. Mm-hmm. It has, it's like big, uh, big show is the morning show, which has Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon. Uh, there's this show starring Jason Momoa from Game of Thrones called C. It's going to be interesting because I feel like a lot of people still don't know what it is and it's really been overshadowed by Disney+. Plus. I also think the whole thing is that as college students, like, we're not looking to pay the same amount we pay for cable as we do for streaming services. And also there's, like, all the Marvel TV shows that they're going to probably make you watch so you can yeah. understand the context of the movies, which is, like, a big pull for Disney+. Plus. Yeah. I can say for other TV shows, um, I'm looking forward to Marvel's Mrs. Maisel season 3 because that's yeah. coming out in November. I just, like, fell in love with the show and the way that they're doing this next season is like she's going on tour in Europe so I just think like also the set design is going to be sick it already has been really cool the last couple seasons the actors are so good like I love Tony Shalhoub so much it's so great um so the big shows I'm looking forward to Watchmen on HBO mm-hmm. um have you guys ever like read Watchmen or like I've seen, seen the movie, movie. Okay. it was always in my house but I didn't yeah yeah um, I'm really excited for this because it's apparently going to be a sequel, um, uh, and it's like a different, interesting spin on it. And it's also created by Damon Lindoff, who created The Leftovers, which is like top three favorite show of mine. So uh, keep it on your watch list. My most anticipated movie of of the fall is. I'm really looking forward to Little Women by Greta Gerwig. Oh, yeah. I can't believe we didn't talk about that. How did we not talk about yeah. 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 Such a good cast. Yeah, Cher favorite Ronan. I'm really hoping this wins her an Oscar. Like, she deserves it. She deserves the award. Yeah. Timothy Chalamet. Timothy Chalamet's time. Yeah. This might be his time. Yeah. I feel like nothing can ever top, like, 2017. I feel like... Uh, that was his year. That, that was, was his, his year. year, but I feel like this role, the trailer itself, just like gets me hyped. Like yes. Emma Watson. Too. Emma Watson. Yeah. 
Yeah, so... And then, just like final thing for me, Adele is apparently releasing an album in December. This this is gonna sound really crass, but and like real uh like sorry Adele, but like she got divorced recently, so you know that there's gonna be good songs based off that. You all needed to get through those sad winter quarter hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited. We we haven't heard a lot from her recently, so I'm I'm ready for Adele to come back. I'm ready. Yeah. Yeah. That's it for this week's Pod Culture. We'll be back in two weeks from now on October 15th. We're going to be on a bi-weekly schedule after that, so be sure to check in every other Tuesday. See you next time.